Nearly 50 years ago, Len Ragazin formulated the idea of speed ratings. Today, the Ragazin sheets are still America's premier speed rating product. Who uses Len Ragazin speed ratings? Trainers use the Ragazin sheets to place their horses. Breeders check the Ragazin sheets before making million-dollar decisions. And jockey agents consult the Ragazin sheets when choosing which horse to ride. But most importantly, the Ragazin sheets are used by players like you. The Ragazin Sheets are available online at thesheets.com. Our website also offers free introductory material, including an online seminar. You can also receive free introductory material by calling us directly at 212-674-3123. That's the Ragazin Sheets at 212-674-3123. Ragazin, the most respected name in racing. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Have you heard the news? You can get free Formulator Pass performances with DRF Bets. Sign up to get the best bonus in racing with a $250 deposit match and a $10 free bet, plus free Formulator Pass performances. Enjoy all the perks of using Formulator with projected odds, trainer patterns, race and horse notes, replays, and more. Never pay for past performances again. Just use the promo code WINNING when you register at DRF.com bet. That's winning at DRF.com bet. It's post time for Thoroughbred Los Angeles, the most informative and profitable hour of horse racing found anywhere. Thoroughbred Los Angeles is brought to you by Santa Anita. Come out and watch and wager at iconic Santa Anita Park. By Daily Racing Form, exclusive past performance content provider for Thoroughbred Los Angeles. By the Lay Meridian Hotel in Arcadia, just a furlong east of Santa Anita. Call 626-777-6699 for reservations. By Legacy Ranch, get your young horses started right at Legacy Ranch. By Horsebills.com, enjoy billing made easy through Horsebills.com. By the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association, it pays to own a cow bred. By the Ragazin Sheets, the most effective handicapping tool available. Get the sheets. By Los Alamitos Night Quarter Horse Racing. Sometimes your best day of racing is at night. By Bruce Finkelstein's BetOnBruce.com. Selections from Northern and Southern California each racing day. By the Derby Room at Fairplex Park in Pomona. The Inland Empire's newest and best satellite wagering facility. And by the South Point Casino in Las Vegas, where the action never stops. And now, here are your hosts, John Lindo and Bob Ike. 
And good morning, and welcome to a Saturday edition of Thoroughbred Los Angeles. I'm John Lindo. I'll be joined by my co-host, Bob Ike in just a second. Some great racing around the country today. Uh, nothing in Southern California, but at Gulfstream Park, you've got four stakes races, including the uh, Tropical Park Derby and the Grade 3 Mr. Prospector. Eight stakes races on a big card today down at the fairgrounds. Good racing with good field sizes today at Tampa Bay Downs. But the emphasis on this show will be uh, the Santa Anita preview. Uh, opening day at Santa Anita will be on Tuesday, the day after Christmas, as usual. Eleven races on that card. First post time will be 11 o'clock. And to talk about some of the different things that we see that are offered at Santa Anita and some handicapping angles, we're going to touch on all of our handicappers to see what they think about that. And first off the bat, let's bring in our regular co-host, Mr. Bob Ike. Bob, how you doing this morning? Doing great, John. Uh, enjoyed a, a little bit of a freshening here, and with the draw yesterday of the opening day card, got right to work, dived in, uh, looked that over pretty good. Eleven races, as you said, some great stakes racing, and always, you know, an exciting day. The day after Christmas, the opening of Santa Anita, uh, just uh, one of those iconic traditions that we've enjoyed throughout the decades, and uh, will be another good one on Tuesday. Yeah, way back when, after the old oak tree meet at Santa Anita in the fall, there was no racing, whether it be Hollywood Park or later Del Mar, uh, you know, in November. So uh, by the time we got to the day after Christmas, horse players were gnawing at the tables, ready to get back to action. And uh, so that day has always been special to me, Bob. And uh, we see six stakes races on the card on Santa Anita's opening day, including the Grade 1 Malibu, the Grade 1 La Brea, and the Grade 1 American Oak. So good quality racing. 90 horses signed up to, to compete on opening day, so we'll have good field sizes. And let's talk a little bit about moving over to Santa Anita now. We're going to be there starting uh, the day after Christmas and looking at about a six-month stretch of racing at Santa Anita. The first thing I want to ask you, and I'll ask all our handicappers, do you have a preferred handicapping angle, something that you like to use as, as we switch over to Santa Anita? I do, and I think it's going to be a popular angle on this show because I know a lot of our other guys do too, but since I'm first up, I get to talk about it. I think a lot of us like the route to sprint angle when coming down the hillside turf course. And, you know, the, the hillside's very unique, John, six and a half downhill. You do have more turf sprint options at Santa Anita. You've got the regular shoot races uh, going six and six and a half. But I think the race that we all kind of grew up with and we love and it's so distinct is the six-and-a-half down-the-hill race, crossing over the dirt there briefly and then coming into the stretch. But I think over the years a proven angle has been horses that shorten up in distance. Maybe they can't quite get a mile, mile and a 16th. And they come down the hill, they're dead fit, and I think it's just a great angle. But specifically for me, John, I like to use it when those horses have shown speed routing. I, I'm not a fan of a horse that's maybe a mid-pack or a late runner going long that shortens up to the hill. I really like a speed horse who's, you know, maybe been in a battle, tired the last 100 yards or so, and then shortens up to the hillside course. So it's one of my favorite angles. It's worked well over the years, and I don't think it's going to be a, a secret on this show. I know a lot of uh, other guys like that as well. Well, it's also one of the most scenic races in all of racing in North America. Coming down that hillside course, you, you see the you know the, the trees to one side. You have that gradual turn. You cross over the dirt, and they come firing home. It really is a signature race. Uh, I love it. I, I'm glad we're back on the on the downhill course, and I'd love to see more of them. But uh, that is an angle that I, I agree 100%. It's it's absolutely something that you have to consider. 
and that fitness edge that you have coming out of those route races, when you level off down the lane, you know, those horses just keep carrying. So it, it's something that you have to consider when you're doing your handicapping. I know for you, Bob, there's some new wager items at Santa Anita that they've added the last couple of meets that you've you've really grown fond of, and there's some things that uh, we want to talk about. Again, these are going to be a little bit different than you see at, at some of the other race meets. Yeah, the first of all, the dollar pick six, which was started in the fall meet, carried over to Del Mar and will be now part of the Santa Anita wagering menu. So we like that, the traditional 70-30 split with carryovers. It's not the jackpot 20-cent bet. So dollar increments in the pick six, traditional, uh, like I said, traditional pool split, traditional carryovers. So definitely like that. Uh, Another new addition I really like is the $3 all-turf pick three, and that's the last three turf races of the day. It's got a low takeout. I like the $3 increment. You have to be selective on the horses you use, and, you know, kind of keeps you in action all day, John. It might be the third, sixth, and eighth race, or, you know, like opening day is is later on, 7, 9, and 11. So keeps you involved, and I've always enjoyed turf racing uh, as my preferred races to handicap anyway and then the coast to coast bet i became very fond of last year that's a bet between gulfstream park and santa anita it's generally three here two there or vice versa they do emphasize turf racing there as well it's a dollar bet it's a pick five and uh it it goes quick john They, they time it to where these races come every 20 or 30 minutes for the most part the payoffs are nice like i said a low takeout and it's really, uh, to me, a good bet. Keeps you involved in the Gulfstream card as well. And especially during their championship meet down there, they've got really quality racing. So those are the three that I really have come to enjoy. And uh, we've got some new minimums too, John, which I think are a good idea. Yeah, well, we talked about the $3 all-turf pick three. Having that higher minimum in the $3 bet, you, you can't just spray and pray. You have to have an opinion, and that's kind of what handicapping is supposed to be. Have an opinion and then try and maximize that. And, uh, you know, to a smaller extent, the uh, the minimums now for the trifecta and the pick three have been raised from $0.50 cents to a dollar. So you can still get some coverage there. But the whole idea is really have an idea of, you know, what you want to play and try and maximize it out. And, and you know, so many of these pools with the, with the low minimums kind of get watered down and, and oversaturated. So I think this is a, a move that's going to help players that want to play and try and make a score. I agree. I like this move going from 50 cent to a dollar minimums in the try and the pick three. As you said, number one, it just makes you more selective in structuring your tickets uh, you just can't throw as many horses in and kind of shotgun a race, and you you need to handicap it more. So I like that, and I think the payouts are actually better than just doubling what the fifty cent payouts would be. John, say a trifecta paid a hundred dollars for fifty cents. Okay, times that by two, it's two hundred dollars for a dollar. I think in reality the boost is more like you maybe get two hundred and twenty-five dollars because you just have less tickets. You're, you're right. The pools get watered down and diluted with the 50-cent increments. So I really think it, it moves to give you more than just uh, that doubling of the price increase on your payout. I think that in reality it's better than that when you move to the dollar. So I like all these moves. Um, it's going to be you know fun to, to wager on these. I know I'm going to have my sheet back in action uh, starting on opening day, and then I'll be on a regular 
Saturday, Sunday basis. Whenever we have Monday holiday racing, I'll put out my sheet. And one thing, though, John, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, I will be avoiding the wind pools in Southern California until we get this ironed out with the uh, computer-assisted wagering and the late drops. I just can't take much more of it. Uh, there's nothing worse than gambling on a horse that's four, four or five to one standing in the gate. And then uh, by the time all the money is cycled through, you're getting five to two or three to one by the time uh, the race is actually running. So I'm out of the wind pools. I will continue in the exotics and, you know, try to take advantage of the rolling bets as well. So that's kind of my game plan going into opening day. Well, Bob, one of the traditional opening day features is the grade one Malibu, three-year-olds going seven furlongs. And a lot of times this race will have implications for national honors. Uh, when you look at the three-year-olds, you obviously have to start with Bob Baffert. He's got three of the eight in the race. So let, why don't we uh, take a look at this Malibu a little bit more in depth. Who, who do you like well, and how do you see the race? Well, I think it definitely goes through Baffert. As you said, he's got three out of the eight, and I think they're hard to separate, John. It's not going to shock me if Bob Baffert ran one, two, three in this race. Not sure the order. Uh, I would probably give a slight edge to number three, Speedboat Beach, just because he's faster than the other ones. Uh, this is a horse that I absolutely loved in the Breeders' Cup sprint. I was all over him. I thought he was going to run uh, you know, uh, just a huge effort that day, and he ran fine. He just wasn't good enough. Elite power went by him, and Gunite, he cracked on the lead. He can get the seven furlongs, I think, especially if, you know, maybe that first quarter is not quite as hot. So Flavian Pratt takes over. He's ridden this horse before. So I think Speedboat Beach on the lead, but his other two are not slow either. Fort Bragg's drawn right inside in the two post. He comes off a nice allowance win against Older at Del Mar. He's a, he's a quality horse. He's competed in some real good races, and I think his one-turn game is, is really what he wants to do. And Hajazi is the horse they paid $3.55 million for. Took him a little while to graduate, but I think he has now come around, John. He'd been off since April through November, uh, down, uh, late in the Santa Anita Meat Breeders' Cup weekend. His win was really strong. Ghost of Midnight came out of there. And he's drawn outside the other two with good tactical speed, and he'll have no problem with the seven furlongs. So, I think it's the Bob Baffert show. I, I, I can't. I have a hard time separating. I think they're the three best horses in the race. And like I said, if it's a Baffert trifecta here in the Malibu, it won't shock me a little bit. Well, I'm going to get a radio play from you from the Santa Anita card opening day on Tuesday. But before we do, just want to mention a couple of guys have the show today off. Michael Rona, who gave us a winner in Freddie at $14 at Los Alamitos last Saturday night. Bob Mazursky also has the day off. He gave us Bossy Bruin Gal at 620. So, Bob, we got to give some winners out. These guys are out spending the money. We got to we've got to earn some more today. Yeah, let's go to the uh, seventh race on opening day at Santa Anita, and it is a down the hill race, which we talked about. One of the horses I'm going to use is that angle that we talked about, right route to sprint, and that's number four, Beef Winslow, who's very very sharp right now. He was much best and got moved up last time on via DQ, but this horse stumbled badly, lost early position, had traffic trouble. I thought he was links the best that day and properly moved up on the call. He's got enough tactical speed to stay close. Uh, Diego Herrera has a suspension on opening day, so Flavian Pratt gets the call. I think the angle's right for him. And the other one I'll use, John, and I'll play an exact in here, is number seven, Booksmart. We don't have morning line odds out yet. These might be the two favorites in the race. Booksmart has come off 
four straight wins, two off the claim by Bob Hess, won the cowbred condition twice at Del Mar, once on dirt, once on turf. He's definitely the fastest horse in here, so he's going to take him a long way. He's razor sharp, Maldonado great on a horse like this. I'll play the exacta box in the seventh, John. Number four, B. Flinslow. Number seven, Booksmart. I think they're both sharp and going to fire good shots in the seventh uh, on opening day. And, John, I know you're going to give us a couple selections today, and your Lindo report appears uh, at the South Point every racing day. So want to know what your schedule is, and then I think you're going to give us a pick from Gulfstream on today's card and then an opening day pick as well. Right, I'm doing Gulfstream Park today and tomorrow for the South Point and everybody at todaysracingdigest.com. Also, uh, when we get off, obviously we'll start with Santa Anita on Tuesday. So let me give you one play today from Gulfstream Park and one play from Santa Anita's opening day card. Today at Gulfstream Park, race number two, they're on the track and running right now, race one at Gulfstream. But in race two, I like number eight, Hammerstein. This is a horse that uh, first time out, Sprinted on the dirt. He's an Oscar performance out of, out of a mare that was long on turf. So I think routing on turf is what this horse wants to do. Five turf works out of that debut. Stretching out today for Brian Lynch. Uh, Javier Castano picks up the mount. I think we're going to see a completely different horse today. Five to one on the morning line. We should get all of that. Race number two at Gulfstream Park. Number eight, Hammerstein for me. And, and that's for the Linda report. And then for opening day, one angle I like, Bob. I'm going to go to the first race today. And I don't think that necessarily that the turf form at Del Mar transfers to the turf form at Santa Anita. You see a lot of horses that are deep closes that, it, that really punch at home on the grass at uh, Del Mar. They don't have the same punch sometimes as Santa Anita. I'm going to go for the horse of the course angle here with number five, Big O from Fresno. You look at his turf races at Del Mar, they're just okay, but the only start he made at Santa Anita at the beginning of the fall me was an easy wire-to-wire maiden win. He gets back on the on the Santa Anita turf on opening day. He looks like the controlling speed, and maybe it's deja vu all over again. Again, no morning lines yet, but race number one, or the opener at Santa Anita, I like number five, Big O from Fresno. And, uh, Bob, I tell you what, with, the, with some of the guys off today, we're going to bring in Mike Woolman, who does not have a show, no thoroughbred L.A. tomorrow. He's going to take the holiday off, spend some time with the family. So we're going to bring Mike Woolman on, and he's, he's going to tell us a little bit about everything that's going on on track at Santa Anita opening day. That'll be up in our next segment. So let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we'll have Mike Woolman here talk more Santa Anita here on Thoroughbred LA on AMA 30 KLAA and on the Angels Radio app. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's going to find out who's loading ice. AM830. Fans don't miss opening day the day after Christmas at spectacular Santa Anita. Come early for our classic meet opener on Tuesday, December 26th, with first post time at 11 a.m. and admission gates will open at 9 a.m. As always, our traditional wall calendar is free of charge with paid admission, and you can also get a Mathis Home plush toy horse with a $10 donation that will go to Karma to benefit retired racehorses. Join us for an unforgettable day of world-class racing with six graded stakes headed by the Grade 1 $300,000 Malibu, the Grade 1 La Brea, and the Grade 1 American Oaks. They'll be complemented by three Grade 2 events, the Mathis Mile, the San Antonio, and the San Gabriel. 
Bring the family. Santa Anita's infield area will be open on December 26th, December 30th, and 31st, as well as on New Year's Day. Infield admission is $5, which includes parking and program. Again, come early on opening day. First post time is at 11 a.m. Santa Anita, it's the great race place. Developed by Horsemen, Horsebills.com is a cost-effective, time-saving, environment-friendly, paperless revolution of how equine industries bill and receive payments. Vendors are able to generate electronic invoices for each horse, whose owners can pay through the same website with just one click. Say goodbye to stacks of invoices, handwritten checks, and postage costs. Easy accounting for all parties with the highest online security measures. Get started free at Horsebills.com. Simply register with your name and email address. Free to sign up. No subscription fees to vendors until the first invoice. Voices sent. For owners, you get a free account, comprehensive dashboard with information on all horses owned and billing records, ACH and credit card payment options. For vendors, generate invoices efficiently and receive payments quickly from both owners and other vendors. Syndicate and partnership managers get flexible billing and payment options to both vendors and syndicate members. For more info, call 888-938-4643, 888-938-4643, or log on to horsebills.com. That's horsebills.com. Attention Inland Empire racing fans. Watching and wagering on the races just got easier. The Derby Room located at Fairplex Park is open and ready to serve you. Watch and wager in the newly renovated Derby Room on races across the country starting at 9 a.m. each Wednesday through Sunday. Televisions throughout the Derby Room will keep you up to date on all sporting events. Add in great food and a great atmosphere and you'll have the ultimate horse player experience. For upcoming promotions, go to thederbyroom.com, thederbyroom.com. See you at the Derby Room, 2201 North White Avenue in Pomona. Let Legacy Ranch prepare your horses the right way before heading to the racetrack. Farm trainer Terry Knight oversees the five furlong training track meticulously maintained by well-known track supervisor Richard Tedesco. Your horses will get the time, experience, and individual attention they need to be fully prepped and give them their best chance for success at the races. Located in Clements, California, the 145 acres of Legacy Ranch provides large pastures and grass paddocks too. For more information or to schedule a visit to Legacy Ranch, call Farm Manager Terry Knight at 510-928-4980 or log on to LegacyRanchInc.com. Don't forget to check out the Red Hot Legacy Ranch Stallion Straight Fire, Clubhouse Ride, and Mr. Big on your visit. Don't get left at the gate. Be part of the winning team at Legacy Ranch. Online at LegacyRanchInc.com. G'day, this is Michael Rona, and you're listening to Thoroughbred Los Angeles on AM 830 KLAA. And welcome back to Thoroughbred Los Angeles. I'm John Linda with Bob Ike. And Bob, as usual, it's time for our Cowbred of the Week. And another good Cowbred doing some nice work at Los Alamitos last weekend. Yeah, closing day Sunday at Los Allen. We have Last Call London, winner of the $100,000 King Glorious Stakes. Last Call London is by Stay stay Thirsty out of the Empire Way Mare, Zolo's Love. Was bred by Terry Lovinger, is owned by London, Zonlo, and Lovinger. Is trained by Peter Miller. The winner's share of $60,000 puts Last Call London's career earnings now over the $158,000 mark. And, John, just a note also to register your foals of 2022 as Calbreds by December 31st. 
Uh, so that's right around the corner, $125 for CTBA members, $250 for non-CTBA members. And, I, John, I know you have a note as well about uh, the CalBred Incentive Program will be continued up at the Golden Gate meet. Right. You know, we had talked about some purse cuts and everything at Golden Gate when they start up on Tuesday. One important factor for the CalBreds, all bonuses that are part of the CalBred Incentive Program, they'll continue to be paid out at the Golden Gate meet including 30% owner award bonuses for open maiden special weight races and in allowance races when you finish first through fifth. There's also a 20% bonus for winners of starter allowance races. And the CalBred maiden bonus program still offers a $10,000 bonus for owners of registered CalBred and CalSired maidens in thoroughbred maiden special weight races up in Northern California. Important bonus numbers for the California owners and breeders of CalBreds at Golden Gate coming up. So keep all that in mind as we get ready to go racing here the day after Christmas. And talking about the day after Christmas, let's bring in the Santa Anita Director of Publicity and the regular Sunday host of Thoroughbred Los Angeles, Mike Wilman. Mike, happy holidays. How are you doing? Hey, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all you guys. Great to be on with you. And it's nice knowing that I don't have to get up at 4 o'clock tomorrow morning. I can just kind of <laughs> chill. And uh, I'll be out here at Santa Anita. Of course, the main track back open today for joggers, so a lot more activity. And then uh, be a lot of workers here in the next three days starting tomorrow. Yeah, we had the rains earlier this week, so it's, it's kind of been a stop and start in the last few days, and a lot of horses have got to get some works and go into opening day. I'm glad they'll be back to, to be able to work on the main track starting tomorrow. Mike, let's talk a little bit about opening day. Uh, again, you have a 9, 9 o'clock, the gates open, 11 a.m. first post with the 11 race card. What are some of the things that, you know, my favorite giveaway that we've ever had in horse racing is the Santa Anita calendar, and you guys are back, and that, that is one of the main items that uh, features on the opening day card. Always. To me, it's probably the best, the most popular giveaway in American racing. And opening day at Santa Anita, let's face it, we, we've been facing a ton of adversity over recent years. Opening day here for the winter meet, we call it now the classic meet, it is still a very, very big deal. Just take a look at the jockeys that are going to be competing here on opening day. But the calendar, uh, it kind of salutes past stakes winners going back over the years. And uh, it's you know free as always with paid admission. Also want to let everybody know that's with families and stuff, the infield will be open on opening day with the infield family fun zone. It's just $5 for adults. That includes parking, admission, and program. So there's a lot of value to be had there. And then, of course, a lot of events going on ancillary to racing throughout the plant. But, guys, the racing, I think, really stands on its own. I heard you talking about the Malibu. It does go through Baffert. And, uh, you know, I guess Speedboat Beach, he's got the best recent numbers. But take a look at this race. The way it's going to set up, I I mean, Baffert is side-by-side, and I'm sure you would rather not be, with Fort Bragg to be ridden by Irad Ortiz or uh, Junior for the first time. And then Flavian's on Speedboat Beach. They've both got the same kind of styles. It's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. And then, as Bob noted, you've got the $3.5 million horse for Baffert, Hijazi. He's drawn seven of eight with uh, the ever-cool Juan Hernandez. I think race shape-wise, post position kind of smiles on Hijazi, and he comes off a smashing allowance win off a layoff in his most recent start. It's a really, really good race with those three alone. And I want to get your guys' thoughts in the San Gabriel. As far as turf horses go, based here in Southern California, I mean, I think it'd be tough to top what Easter did 
down at Del Mar on November 25th in the Great Two Sea Biscuit, uh, going a mile and one sixteenth on grass, stretches out to a mile and one eighth. But with that kick, the distance is no issue here. His stablemate looks dangerous, Theo Magico, but for me, Easter is going to be a single. If he runs back to his last race, he's going to be extremely tough, I think, at a short price. Well, Bob, you were down there. I was out of town for that Thanksgiving weekend, but uh, I, I saw the tape, and the way Easter ran down his stablemate, Hong Kong Harry, that was pretty impressive. Easter has been very good to me. I'm not going to uh, knock that horse at all. His win in the lure here uh, put me into the BCBC by by getting a nice exacta over the top of Bally's Charm, and then he came right back, Mike, and, and won the Sea Biscuit in good style. Yeah. Hey, Mike, good morning. I, just, I wanted to talk about, you had mentioned kind of some of the jockeys, but touch on that. I mean, we have a really strong colony and some new training faces as well. So uh, give us some yeah, names that are going to be here for the winter. You know, especially uh, opening day, I mentioned Irad Ortiz. He won't be here full-time. Uh, Joel Rosario's, I think, got a one-day suspension. That's why he's not on anything, and the suspension is for one too many times using the stick. And we've talked about that ad nauseum. It's very, very frustrating. But Frankie DeTore is back. You know, he had announced uh, a year ago that he was going to be retiring after this year's Breeders' Cup. He's just going too good. And he had great success at Santa Anita here this past winter. Great to have him back. Juan Hernandez, of course, the defending champ. Flavion Pratt is back full-time, and he is loaded on opening day. Antonio Fresu, Umberto Rispoli, these guys are at the top of their respective games. And then you throw in some other guys that are hot right now. Kyle Frey, you know, going really well. Mike Smith still on a selective basis, uh, as, as dangerous as ever. Looking forward to uh, the way this jockey's colony shapes up uh, coming into our opener here, no doubt about it. And then as far as trainers go... Richard Dutrow has got a few horses here. Uh, I just confirmed White Abario, Breeders' Cup Classic winner, is, is signed up to work tomorrow morning. I don't know how far, but uh, he is working. So that's encouraging. Mark Cassie's going to have a small presence. We're hopeful. It's been very, very tough logistically of late, apparently, to get horses flown out here via FedEx. So, uh, you know, we're hopeful that as the meet unfolds, and I think owners and trainers around the country see that we really do have the best turf racing uh, situation in the country this time of the year. Hopefully that's going to really help us uh, fill the entry box, guys. Now, Mike, I see, uh, checking the website, the Front Runners sold out for opening day. The Whiskey and Winter program is sold out. But there are still a lot of different ways you can participate with opening day. My suggestion is to go to the Santa Anita website and get the tickets that you want to get for the area that you want to be at and lock that up before opening day. Get it done before you go out there. That way you know where you're going to be and what you have set up. But uh, it's already it's nice to see that some of the areas are already sold out. That means a good crowd is coming out. And yes. uh, the other thing for you, Mike, now we race on Tuesday. We have an odd schedule because of the way the New Year's holiday and, yep. and the Christmas holiday fall. What, what are the days of racing coming up here next couple of weeks? Okay. So we're hoping for a big day Tuesday, and I've heard estimated crowd. Hope I'm not talking out of school, Thirty-five to 40,000. By the way, apparently there are openings for our uh, craft brew festival. A lot of great food down on the Grandstand Apron. That's, that's a super popular place. People are right on top of the action. And uh, so, as you said, go to SantaAnita.com uh, slash events. As far as the schedule goes, yeah, opening day, we're early, first post 11. Then we go back to a more traditional 1230 post, John, 
and we'll take a break until Friday, November 29th, and then we'll, we'll run straight through uh, New Year's Day. That's uh, Monday, January 1. So a lot to look forward to uh, on, the racing, uh, on the racing calendar and uh, just hoping that we get off to a big, big start. Uh, guys, if you don't mind, I wanted to engage both of you maybe on the San Antonio today. To me, one of the biggest question marks on the card is Stiletto Boy. All he did was win the San Anita Handicap earlier this year, but he comes off a couple of abysmal efforts. Most recently, he was eased in the Grade 1 Awesome again at the end of September, but they get Juan Hernandez. So I checked with his agent, Craig O'Brien. He said Ed Mojer is very confident. He's training well, and they hope that he's going to run big. Obviously, his back class, and it's not that far back, if he runs to those races, and that two-letter word, if, is one of the biggest words in racing. But if, if he does, he's a solid, solid fit. So hoping Stiletto Boy can bounce back. And then John Sadler has got an Argentine bred, a three-time Group 1 winner in the same race, Sub San Ador, making his U.S. debut. I checked with both Brad Pegram, agent for Pratt, and John. According, uh, according to Brad, Flavion has worked this horse three times, and he was, quote, very pleased with him. I checked with John Sadler. He said, just look at his form. You see three Group 1 wins. They're all on dirt. He's got, uh, you know, three subpar races on his form, but two of them are on grass. John is confident that he's going to be able to act with these horses on dirt, and I do like the fact that Flavian has been with him. Well, Mike, I tell you what, uh, I think the older horse division, especially without national treasure running here, is ripe for the taking, and uh, it's been no secret. Sub-Sanador has been working well for John Sadler. If he fires and runs back to his Argentine form, I think he's in a really good spot. No doubt about it. And before I forget, guys, uh, Kazushi Kimura was out this morning. Comes off another huge season up of Woodbine. He won 161 races up there. The runaway leading rider again. And, of course, he was America's North America's Eclipse Award winning bug boy back in 2019. And uh, he's got a new agent in Brian Beach. He was out here shaking hands. And, of course, he'll be on a lot of horses tomorrow morning. Uh, you know, guys are backed up with their workers, but uh, talk to him a little bit. He is as excited about Jordan Yamamoto coming to the, to the Dodgers as he is Shohei. And we saw <laughs> Shohei center stage Thursday night at SoFi for the Rams versus the Saints. But Kazushi, just a, a, a bright, young, up-and-coming 23-year-old, I think, budding superstar in our game. And I'm really glad he's back full-time. Hey, Mike, we're late on the break. I'm going to let you get going. Enjoy the day off tomorrow. We'll get you back with your two hours a week from tomorrow, and uh, we, will, we will cover the rest of opening day with the rest of our guys here. Thanks for checking in. I appreciate the updates for opening day. Okay, guys, uh, great show, and uh, thanks to Leilani for that holiday package. I have consumed all of it. So thanks so much to everybody. <laughs> Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. We'll see you all on Tuesday. That was Mike Wilman, Publicity Director from Santa Anita. Let's go ahead and take our next break. When we come back, we'll go back east. We'll check in with John Hardoon of the Raggins and Sheets. Then we'll go down to South Florida, and we'll talk to Toby Callett. You're listening to Thoroughbred LA right here on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA, and on the Angels Radio app. Silver and Black play here on AMA 30 KLAA. 
Now, more than ever, it pays to own a cow bred. Owners of a registered California bred maiden shall be paid $17,500 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Southern California and a $10,000 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Northern California. These bonus awards are in addition to all regular purse monies won and will be paid within 30 days after the win. California bred $50,000 or less maiden claiming winners will be eligible for the current $40,000 or less starter races too. Take advantage of these tremendous new incentive programs by breeding and buying cow breads. For information, call the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association at 626-445-7800. That's 626-445-7800. Or log on to ctba.com. And remember, it pays to own a cow bread. Nearly 50 years ago, Len Ragazin formulated the idea of speed ratings. Today, the Ragazin Sheets are still America's premier speed rating product. Who uses Len Ragazin speed ratings? Trainers use the Ragazin Sheets to place their horses. Breeders check the Ragazin Sheets before making million-dollar decisions. And jockey agents consult the Ragazin Sheets when choosing which horse to ride. But most importantly, the Ragazin Sheets are used by players like you. The Rags and Sheets are available online at thesheets.com. Our website also offers free introductory material, including an online seminar. You can also receive free introductory material by calling us directly at 212-674-3123. That's the Rags and Sheets at 212-674-3123. Ragazin, the most respected name in racing. From Golden Gate to Santa Anita to Del Mar, and everywhere racing is conducted in California, Bruce Finkelstein's Bet on Bruce has you covered. Full card selections available every racing day at BetOnBruce.com. Get advice on multi-wager ticket structures and improve your return on investment with Bruce Finkelstein's BetOnBruce.com. Bet on experience. BetOnBruce.com. Dear racing fans, your friends at Los Alamitos Racecourse thank you, the wonderful Thoroughbred LA listeners, for your continued support and wish you the happiest of holiday seasons and a Merry Christmas. We can't wait to ring in the new year with the best of quarter horse racing. Los Alamitos' next opening night is set for Saturday, December 30th. The opening program will feature the Holiday Handicap, plus our popular $10,000 Pick 6 promo returns this winter. We'll add $10,000 to the Pick 6 pool on Sunday nights if there's not a carryover. Also, our congratulations to our meet's leading rider. Cruz Mendez, Edgar Pieres, and Ricardo Ramirez. Leading trainers, Jose Flores, Angela Aquino, and Jesus Aranga. And leading owners, Ed Allred, Aquino, Aranga, and Battleborn Racing. And while we're closed for live racing, we'll be open for daytime simulcasting, including the big opening day program at Santa Anita on Tuesday, December 26th. For Vessels Club reservations, call 714-820-2681. Ring in the new year. Opening night of our live meet is Saturday, December 30th. Raiders football lives here on AMA 30 KLAA. And welcome back to Thoroughbred Los Angeles. I'm John Linda with Bob Ike. And Bob, if you can't get to Santa Anita opening day, but you still want to play, I know where you're going to go. Yeah, absolutely, and I've already got two reservations in for the Derby Room on opening day. Uh, great place to go. I was out there Sunday, took my nephew Shane out there. We had a great time, and 
Uh, say hi to Brandon and Monica. Tell them you heard about it right here. Uh, the Derby Room will be open bright and early, waiting to serve you. And just as I always say, great food and beverage, audiovisual presentation is an A-plus. So get out to the Derby Room at Fairplex. And just want to remind everybody, too, to no racing uh, tonight or tomorrow night at Los Alamitos. They are open for simulcasting, but uh, no live races. They return next weekend. So we'll get the – that will be on the 30th. They'll be back to live racing at Los Alamitos. Let's go ahead and bring in our next guest, and that's going to be John Hardoon of the Rags and Sheets. And, John, uh, I had to bring this up with you because uh, I couldn't bear watching the DQ last Saturday in the uh, the stakes race, the New York Stallion stakes race between uh, – you had a horse that I know you picked, uh, Antonio Venice, at one at six to one. And they ended up taking down a horse on the far outside brick ambush. I'm still waiting to see what he did wrong. He did nothing wrong. And what, First of all, good morning, guys. I hope you're doing well and happy holidays to you and uh, all the listeners as well. The, the problem is that Nyla totally, totally mishandled the situation. Everyone saw there was a problem turning for home at the top of the stretch. There was uh, horses going all over the place, horses bullying their way out. Anyway, they crossed the wire and they flashed the one for, I believe, close to 15 minutes. They didn't flash anyone else on the board. They stopped flashing the one, and then about a minute or two later, they said, well, there is a DQ, but it's the horse that finished second, the 12 horse, who did absolutely nothing wrong, by the way. Zero. Zero wrong. And what they were supposed to do, obviously, was flash the entire board. They didn't know who caused the problem. It could have been the one. I thought it was the 11, the horse inside the 12, that tried to savage the three horse. It was just a crazy situation. And Nyla totally blew it. They just blew it. And that's the only answer there really was. And then to compound their mistake, they went and handed uh, Junior Alvarado, the rider of the 12, a three-day suspension the following day. You know, they were going to appeal it, but they found out that it's against the law to appeal it in New York because uh, the Racing Gaming Association, which I guess is similar to the CHRB in California, says that once there's a ruling, you can't appeal it. So uh, it was just a mess, and it got worse as days went on. Until today, nobody even knows really what happened. Well, the scary part to me is that there, there really is no accountability for these guys who are making decisions. You know, I, I don't know who watches over them or who judges their performance, and, and as an owner, you can't appeal a decision. I mean, there's just a lot wrong with this whole setup. So we'll, we'll follow this and see what happens, and, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens to these stewards if anything does happen at all. But, uh, you know, that was, that was that. That was last Saturday. Aqueduct, you guys are dark in New York this weekend. You know, let's get over to Santa Anita and talk about, uh, you know, I, I know you play Santa Anita on a regular basis. Is there a handicapping angle you like as the racing shifts over to Arcadia? Well, you guys covered a lot of it. I mean, obviously, I love playing races down the hill when horses cut back in distance. That's like an automatic play, and uh, so many of those horses run well. Another angle I look for is when you get a high-profile jockey like a Flavian Pratt or a Mike Smith, and they take a mount for a low-profile barn. The barn doesn't, doesn't have many horses and doesn't win many races. Obviously, those horses are live when they get, you know, a Flavian Pratt, a, 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 a Juan Hernandez, a top-notch jockey to ride for them. So, obviously, I think those horses are well-meant. And a lot of times, uh, due to the fact that it's a low-profile barn, you will get some value out of those horses. 
And, John, I know Bob Ike had a question regarding racing today. Hey, good morning, John, and I just want to uh, kind of echo what you're saying. I always thought the Wicked North DQ in the 94 Big Cap was the worst call I ever saw, but uh, we, we've got a new leader. This one takes the cake uh, the, from last Saturday to Aqueduct. Never seen anything like it where the horse that was completely uninvolved got DQ'd from second. But moving on, John, there are a couple few <laughs> tracks running today. I know your uh, selections are out, and I think you wanted to look at a race at Fairgrounds, right? Yeah, we were going to look at a race at Fairgrounds and then a race at Gulfstream. Um, the first of our two radio plays, I guess, will come at Fairgrounds, and it's race number 10. It's still the Gilberto Memorial. It's on the turf at a mile and a 16th, and I really like a horse in here at a big price. I like the number seven horse, Street Ready. This is a six-year-old Yeldon, and anybody that knows Mike Maker and has followed him over the years, especially on the East Coast, he claims these horses that at one time were really good on the grass. He gives them time off. He puts them on a program, and he brings them back, and they return to their old form. And that's the case here with number seven, Street Ready. He was coined back on September 23rd at Churchill. He freshened him up, and he brings him back in a stake race. Full field here of 13 horses, no late scratches. So he's going to be every bit of the 10 to 1 he's listed at. And I like number seven, Street Ready, to upset and win today's 10th race out at the fairgrounds. So that's the fairgrounds, race number 10, horse number seven, Street Ready, a nice 10 to 1 on the program. And, John, you had mentioned you like something else at uh, Gulfstream Park today as well. Yeah, we're going to look at the ninth race today. Uh, this is one of their stake races. It's the Sugar Swirl. And the number four horse in here in Tepid Daydream, three to one on the morning line. However, he's a pick five, pick four, and pick six single. The pick six went down yesterday. Today is a mandatory pad. One winner yesterday, 324000 on the 20-cent play. So uh, all that fun goes out the window today. But if you're playing number four in Tepid Daydream is a single in the ninth race. And let's see if we can't make it two weeks in a row. We had a nice $20 winner, I think, last week at uh, Oakland Park. All right, so that is that. Yeah, you did have a $22 winner last. Uh, that was Rivercrest Gal in the uh, at, at Oakland Park at 22 bucks. So at Gulfstream Park today, race number nine, horse number four, Intrepid Daydream at the uh, Gulfstream Park. John, what do you guys have available today at the Rags and Sheets, and what will you have for opening day Santa Anita? Well, Santa Anita, obviously, we'll have Santa Anita. Those selections will be up, I believe, uh, tomorrow sometime. As soon as the odds come up, I'll be able to send stuff out. And uh, whatever tracks are running on Tuesday, we'll have. Today we have uh, Gulfstream and Fairground selections available at J-O-N-H-A-R-D-O-O-N.com. All right, John, we'll let you go. Listen, have a happy holiday. Best to you and the better half, and uh, we will talk to you next Saturday. Okay, guys, stay safe and be well, and uh, enjoy your holidays, and Merry Christmas to everybody. Thank you. That was John Hardoon of the Rags and Sheets. We're going to go down to Florida. Hey, John Lendo, I need to jump in real quick because I'm watching. If you're listening to Thoroughbred Los Angeles and uh, John Lendo's radio play just reported home at 6-1 to one in race number two at Gulfstream. Great pick, John, uh, uh, coming off that bad debut, but uh, Hammerstein got it done in, in nice style. So congratulations at 6-1. to one. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, I know in, in studio they're going to try and find Toby. So <laughs> while while we're lining up, oh, okay, we, we do have Toby Callett. So let's bring in Toby. And I know Toby liked Hammerstein as well, too. So, Toby, I want to mention yesterday 
you you did your your uh, followers very well. You caught uh, Mo vanishing in the eighth race Friday, twenty four twenty the mutual. You took down the exacta, which was seventy five to one. The uh, fifty cent tri paid one hundred and eighty two dollars, and the ten cent super was one hundred and fifty three dollars. So you cashed that all out. I figure you had a little money to play the second race today. I know you liked Hammerstein as well. Congratulations, Toby, and great job. Thank you. Uh, Thursday, we swept all three turf races. Granted, the last race, they put us up on a DQ, which was, was justified. Uh, the beauty of uh, this last race, uh, uh, my numbers in, in here with Hammerstein were 8, 11, 10, 7. So it made for another cold exacta. And we, we overcame... Um, uh, uh, you know, one of the uh, uh, one of the mushes uh, uh, by getting this horse home. So um, we really uh, we, we we carried like you know the the, the listed the listed weight was uh, uh, was one eighteen. We carried more like one sixty eight or two sixteen or something like that. Uh, you know, to the wire. So that was uh, that was a good thing. And uh, looking forward to what's uh, what's coming up here at Golf Stream. Looking forward to what you guys have starting on Tuesday. I don't have much more to say from what Bob said and what John Hardoon said about the, the angles, the, the downhill race. I know, you know, the course couldn't take it, but if they were ever to run like half the card down the hill, like once a month or something like that, uh, there'd be a lot of happy guys here, either on the radio or uh, those uh, are the listeners. It, it's the most distinctive race for me, the most distinctive race in the world. It features the only right-handed turn in all of North American racing. So um, that's the angle, and uh, you know the, the turn back with speed. Uh, I mean, you guys are all over it. So why waste uh, more time on talking about that? Well, then let's get right to it. Then let's get right to the, you're seeing the ball. How about a selection today at Gulfstream? Okay, I'm going to take you. I, I know you guys are interested in the Mr. Prospector, and it's a very interesting race. Uh, sadly, there is no carryover to make it juicy. But I think the most likely winner in today's Mr. Prospector. Is the four win from within or the seven Gilmore? You'll look at win from within and you'll say, oh, geez, you know, he's got all turf form. Uh, he's got a seven furlong race at Tampa against a very good field uh, in, in 2022 uh, that definitely would uh, shape up very, very well against these. Uh, Bill Morey, who you guys are very familiar with, he claimed this horse for 150000 out of his last. I think they're going to get an instant return with the four win from within. And today's Mr. Prospector. You want to play gimmicks? Look at the seven as the most likely uh, threat. Gilmore will also look to round out the gimmicks with the six. Dream of Dreaming of Pona and the eight long range potty. I'm against last year's winner of this event, Sibelius. I don't think he's the same horse as last year, and he's really going to have to strap it on to, to be ready to tussle with this group today. So that's the uh, four horse win from within. 10 to 1 on the program, race 10 today at Gulfstream Park. Toby, all your selections available at tobycallett.com and todaysracingdigest.com. Uh, w- would you be doing any regular coverage of Santa Anita, or are we just sticking to Florida as we go on with opening day on Tuesday? All Florida all the time, but uh, there'll be that occasional day that uh, I might like something out there because I do follow the races there and have been and plan on continuing to do so, especially if we get rained off the grass and we go to the synthetic. Uh, rest assured, I'll be glad to jump in every once in a while with something at Santa Anita. All right, Toby, we'll let you get going. Have a happy holiday. Send my best to the rest of your family, and we'll talk to you next Saturday. And to you and Bob and your families as well. Appreciate it. 
That was Toby Callett from tobycallett.com. Let's take our final break. When we come back, we'll touch base with Bruce Finkelstein. You're listening to Thoroughbred L.A. right here on Angels Radio AMA 30 KLAA and the Angels Radio app. Football lives here on AMA 30 KLAA. Fans don't miss opening day the day after Christmas at spectacular Santa Anita. Come early for our classic meet opener on Tuesday, December 26th with first post time at 11 a.m. and admission gates will open at 9 a.m. As always, our traditional wall calendar is free of charge with paid admission, and you can also get a Mathis Home plush toy horse with a $10 donation that will go to Karma to benefit retired racehorses. Join us for an unforgettable day of world-class racing with six graded stakes headed by the Grade 1 $300,000 Malibu, the Grade 1 La Brea, and the Grade 1 American Oaks. They'll be complemented by three Grade 2 events, the Mathis Mile, the San Antonio, and the San Gabriel. Bring the family. Santa Anita's infield area will be open on December 26th, December 30th, and 31st, as well as on New Year's Day. Infield admission is $5, which includes parking and program. Again, come early on opening day. First post time is at 11 a.m. Santa Anita, it's the great race place. Make the Lay Meridian Hotel in Arcadia your place to stay and play on your next visit to Santa Anita. Located just a furlong east of iconic Santa Anita Racetrack on Huntington Drive, the Lay Meridian Hotel offers uncomplicated luxurious guest rooms and suites, a fitness center, meeting rooms for your group, and a newly refurbished dining room. A wide open bar and lounge makes the perfect gathering spot after a great day at the track. For reservations, call 626-777-6699 and use your Marriott Rewards points for even more savings. From the early morning workouts until after the last race is official, the Lay Meridian Hotel is a convenient and enjoyable way to maximize your next visit to Santa Anita. General Manager Katie Green welcomes you to a winning experience. The Lay Meridian Hotel, 130 Huntington Drive in Arcadia. The number for reservations once again, 626-777-6699. Now, more than ever, it pays to own a cow bred. Owners of a registered California bred maiden shall be paid $17,500 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Southern California and a $10,000 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Northern California. These bonus awards are in addition to all regular purse monies won and will be paid within 30 days after the win. California-bred $50,000 or less maiden claiming winners will be eligible for the current $40,000 or less starter races, too. Take advantage of these tremendous new incentive programs by breeding and buying cow breads. For information, call the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association at 626-445-7800. That's 626-445-7800. Or log on to ctba.com. And remember, it pays to own a cow bread. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. 
Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Angels Radio. AM 830. And welcome back to the final segment of Thoroughbred Los Angeles. I'm with Bob Ike. I'm John Lindo. And... Bob, we got fifteen twenty on Hammerstein, and uh, that worked out pretty well. I want to make sure people know the handicapping guest for the uh, the satellite wagering seminar for San Anita Opening Day. Frank Miramati is going to be Tom Quigley's guest. That'll go about nine fifty with the early first post time. Short segment here, so let's get right to our our last guest, Bruce Fingelstein, bet on Bruce dot com. Bruce, let's get a quick overview of the Grade One La Brea on Tuesday before we get a radio pick from you. Yeah, I was looking at, and good morning, guys. I was looking at a few uh, runners in here. You know what really struck me, though? I know it's a, a big jump up in class was Daddy's Ruby, who was a real pro. Uh, she's two for two on this main track. I loved her allowance win here at the end of October. She broke She stumbled a little bit, got off her feet, and I wouldn't say stumbled, but it was a slight bobble. Easily beat the heavily favored report that day. She's two for two here. She's not a one-trick pony. She won on the lead last out. She can also rate. She's never lost a sprint before in her career. Uh, I know she's jumping up. I, I didn't think this was the highest quality field we've ever seen from a class standpoint. I think she's got a real chance. Howell is a horse that's going to take a lot of betting coming in for Brad Cox, guys. If you watch the video, her win was okay. I just did not love the way she kind of lugged in at the end. The last 100 yards was a little ugly. That scares me a little bit. She's certainly a worthy horse in here. And also, uh, another horse shipping in is Royal Spa. She was super game. She got a great setup pace-wise. She had to go through a narrow uh, opening in the stretch. She was super game. She's another one that has never lost a sprint before. I think she's got a little upside, though. She's second race off the seven-month layoff. So those were the three I was kind of looking at. Obviously, clearly unhinged will take a little money. But I think the race could set up nicely for the very versatile Daddy's Ruby. Uh, the horse that I fear, though, would be Royal Spa. Uh, as a second choice. Number two, Daddy's Ruby in the 10th race, the La Brea Stakes. Bruce, we got just under a minute. Give us a radio play for today. Let's go to the fairgrounds. 12th race is a great one. The gun runner and a horse that I think could be overlooked here is the seven Sneed. He is really woken up on the main track. Huge allowance win coming from off the pace at fairgrounds. He now gets into a race with some speed. There wasn't a lot of pace last time. I love the win over the track, and uh, he could get overlooked. They're going to completely crush Nash in this race. will be odds on. Take a look at the 7, Sneed, who's 6-1 to one on the morning line. 12th race of Fairgrounds, number 7, Sneed for Bruce. Bruce, we'll get you more time next week. Thanks so much, and happy holidays to you and Hope. Same to, same to you and Bob and to the listeners. We'll talk next week. Happy holidays to all of our listeners. Thanks so much. We'll be back next Saturday. Have a Merry Christmas, everybody.